What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. On this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews Zara Ziegerman, a senior studying advertising and integrated communications. Zara discusses her time studying abroad in Paris, her career experience in New York City, as well as intertwining business strategy with creative settings. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us is Zara Ziegerman. Zara is a student here at the school studying advertising. Zara, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Uh, so I want to hear first about uh, you were abroad last semester uh, in Paris. Uh, that must have been pretty incredible. What did you do when you were over there? Yes, I was abroad in Paris, France. So I was studying with CEA, which was a program that was organized uh, with Quinnipiac. And I was studying um, a variety of different communications classes while living in the 7th Arrondissement, which was like a really trendy area, which was really nice. It was close to a lot of really nice attractions. I was taking some of like my fine arts requirements and I was getting um, some of my languages done. So I was doing, um, I had to take a French class there. I studied Haute Couture, which was really interesting. We got to take tours of several different museums and really learn about the rich culture and fashion that surrounded the city and how it has been going on for literally centuries of just really rich and interesting culture. I also loved, my favorite class was a 20th century modern art class and we got to go to all of the museums. Um, And then outside of my academics, I would say like one of the best parts of my abroad experience was not only the traveling, but because my program started in January. At first it was kind of like bittersweet because I didn't really get a winter break. Like most Quinnipiac students have almost like a month of winter break, but because I was going abroad, our programs just uh, kind of cut out that winter break period, but it was during Paris Fashion Week. So there were tons of celebrities and um, really interesting like interviews and interactive exhibits that were going on that made the experience really special and just worthwhile. So even though it got cut short because of the pandemic, we really got some unforgettable experiences in there. Who was the most famous person you saw during Fashion Week? Um, I would say a classic is definitely Anna Wintour. She's really just like commands your attention when she walks by. She's such a fascinating and like iconic figure. So that was really, She really had her sunglasses on? Always indoors or outdoors. She has her <laughs> shades on. Very cool. How close were you to Anna? She stepped on my friend's toe. Okay. True story. We were very that, close. That close. <laughs> yeah. Why did you want to go to Paris? What was the, what was the attraction? Actually, originally, I had no idea where I wanted to go when I was a freshman. I was just really intent on like going abroad. I've always loved to travel. And it's something that my family has like always um, loved to do. It's like a luxury that we, I'm so lucky to have been able to experience. And I honestly, I wanted to go to Italy or Spain at first. Like they're just really popular locations. Like all study abroad kids honestly rave about their experiences there. And Paris like wasn't even on my radar. And 
at the last second, I still don't even know why, especially because I don't speak a lick of French. Like I've never experienced any, like I've always taken Spanish in school. So you would think that like Barcelona would have been the spot for me. Last minute, I was like, I'm going to do something that I never intended on doing. I went to Paris and I literally just had the time of my life. It was an incredible experience. And everyone was really helpful, like throughout the study abroad process, because I switched last minute. I was nervous about getting everything together. And like the Quinnipiac office and the CEA program, like really helped me finalize everything. So what was your favorite thing to do in Paris besides all the fashion stuff in, in your classes? Um, I really loved spending time at the Musée d'Orsay. It was a really, um, it was so big, so I had to go back multiple times, but I'm a huge art person. So it sounds so nerdy, but honestly, going through all the museums were my favorite thing. And I'd say besides that would have been the traveling, just the easy access and breeze of traveling in Europe, being able to get to a country, like another country in 20 minutes, 30 minutes is absolutely insane. So just being able to really soak in as much as I could while the time I was there, like even despite being cut short, it was really incredible just to be able to explore so much and like be in a train and all of a sudden like I'm in London or I'm in Amsterdam. It was just an unbelievable, like surreal experience. Did you go see the Mona Lisa? I did see the Mona Lisa. Thoughts? Okay. Not to like, again, I'm a huge art fan. So no disrespect to Da Vinci. I was a little underwhelmed. That's the reaction I get from a lot of people. I was like a little underwhelmed by her. Like she, I didn't feel like her eyes were following me around. I was expecting like a little to be a little creeped out, but I wasn't. Um, but I really loved looking at like the large, like Corbet Renaissance, uh, like academic style paintings, or um, I loved going to the Monet Museum. You could see his water lilies and they're in these huge, like life-size panels, like wall to wall, ceiling to floor, large scale paintings that will literally just take your breath away. It was unreal. You know, I was more impressed. Uh, I don't know if you've been to the Vatican and the Sistine Chapel, but I was yeah. more impressed with those um, mm-hmm. when we're Beautiful. talking about his work. So l- let's backtrack a little. How did you get to Quinnipiac, Zara? I got to Quinnipiac because of my guidance counselor in high school, actually. I wasn't very aware of the program at first or the school in general, and I couldn't pronounce it for weeks and weeks. Uh, And then um, my guidance counselor had suggested it to me because I was just perusing different uh, communications and um, business programs. And I went on a tour after I had been accepted Um, and I had an interview as well. And I, uh, was looking around the school of communications and I really loved like so many things stuck out to me. The fact that the classroom sizes weren't huge, I thought was a really big advantage, especially like when you're, um, in a like specific major, I'm an ADIC major. So I'm advertising and integrated communication. So like, I really valued being able to have like a business foundation, but also being able to like make use of my creative skills. Like I'm a huge writer. Um, I am really into graphic design. Like I've done the whole Adobe creative suite. I use it on the daily. I like have a little side hustle where I do commissioned uh, graphics. So like I really, really value like the collaboration that I saw at Quinnipiac between like the creativity as well as like the business foundations that I think will differentiate me like in the workplace and in my future. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also minoring in marketing over the business school, right? Yes, and I'm uh, in the four plus one MBA program. Yeah. So what do you feel like that is adding to your education here at Quinnipiac? I think that it's really, I was as a freshman and honestly, like up until very recently, I think I was like a little bit insecure in my major. Like I, I was always like, I felt pressure to do more. I was like communications, like maybe it's not enough. Like a bunch of people in my experience that I feel like don't exactly know the direction that they want to go in post-college or like pick communications because they feel like it's a flexible major, which it is which is great about it, but also it leads to so much competition in the workplace. And I felt like, oh, maybe I need to do a double major. Maybe I need to do a double minor. Like I kept wanting to add to it, but I feel really secure now, like in my ADIC major, especially with that marketing minor, because I wanted to be able to have that creative experience. Like I know for a fact that I didn't want to major in marketing because I know that I didn't want like a, real accounting heavy job, like a uh, cubicle kind of job. Like I really want to be able to incorporate my creative skills. So like, I want to be like kind of like around art direction and writing and um, you know, doing copy and analyzing social media. So I really wanted to have a hybrid of those two worlds and blend them together because in real life, advertising is a little bit of marketing and marketing is a little bit of PR and PR is a little bit of like, you know, social media influencer relations and just networking in general, everything is such a fluid experience nowadays in the workplace. You can't afford to really only have one aspect uh, under your belt. It's just too, too much of a hybrid these days. So I think Quinnipiac did a great job of being able to like collaborate those experiences, um, which I really valued uh, when making a decision based on school. Zara, just listening to you talk about advertising, when I, when I talk to our advertising students, you know, some of them are strategic and thinking about, you know, okay, where is this ad going to be placed? But some of them are creative and they're, they're more about what the ad is going to say and what it's going to look like. You strike me more from what you've said today is being on the creative side. Is that correct? I would say that it has to be a hybrid. I would say like, as a younger, like when I was younger, I would have 100% answered that in black and white. Yes, I'm a creative person. And I think that it matters most like what you are delivering. But honestly, after my media planning class with Mary Dunn, I would say that's not true at all. I would say uh, in order for what your message says to be the most effective, how you deliver it completely matters. Like where I place an ad matters and will influence a customer just as much as what is on the ad. Like it can be just as powerful which I think um, is really important and kind of overlooked. Like some things, it's really not this black and white that we all kind of grow up in like in an academic setting. Like we just learn things as this is how it is. This is why we do it. You back it up. Like this is how it's effective. But in a world where there's so much clutter that a consumer has to cut through to get to the message that you want, I think you need to be strategic just as much as why you're putting an ad where it is as what you are presenting to a client or a consumer for that matter. Tell me about the internship you did for the Rye Collection. What was, oh, the Rye what, Collection? Yeah, oh, what experience did you gain from them? Uh, I was the marketing and communications manager for the Rye Collection, which is a lingerie and clothing company based out of New York City. 
So honestly, I did everything except for making the clothes. It was a very intimate and unique experience with um, Flora Backer, who was an incredible, incredible mentor. Um, I redesigned their website and really went for a rebranding. She was looking for a younger audience. And um, this collection was based off of, it was inspired by her daughter. Um, Flora had previously owned a very large scale um, company that was sold to um, anthropology. So this was a total rebrand of um, her work. So I was running her social media, her e-commerce, which was really, really cool and important. I learned all the ins and outs of Shopify, editing the website, also uh, just like customer interactions on online in that way. And like um, search engine optimization was a really big key factor in that, as well as collateral graphics. So I made all of her graphics on the website, as well as at a trade show. She participated in Curve New York, which is one of the largest lingerie trade shows in the country. So I made all of the collateral graphics for that. And I really worked on my sales skills there as well. You know, like when you're Working for a smaller company, you just have to wear so many hats. So one day I would go from sales to graphics to direct marketing. I would make mailers um, and send them out to both B2B clients and B2C consumers. So that was really great to get a touch of B2B and B2C experience. Um, and I worked a lot on branding. So that was a great experience. I'm a little overwhelmed at the amount of things you did for them. <laughs> I honestly it's when you're in such a small setting it's just one day you're you're the marketing girl and the next day you're the PR girl and the next day you're shipping a website packages. redesign person. <laughs> yes, like you really she compensated me very well so I really can't complain but it was such like an unreal experience that was my first like real job and I got that after my freshman year at Quinnipiac so That's awesome. Was, yeah. Give me, give me a career goal. Give me what you want to be doing five years from now and what you want to be doing with like the ultimate job. I'm assuming it has going to have something to do with fashion. Yes. I mean, I would say this is such like an ever evolving industry. That's really hard to like hit the nail on the head, but I would either see myself doing in-house um, digital marketing and PR for a brand Ideally, I would say like fashion or media, but um, I really am not going to discriminate. I can throw myself into any real scenario. Um, but I think like real end game experiences, like I would love to maybe spearhead an agency that is everything like in-house, like, like legal in-house, photography and like talent in-house and like all graphics and associated like business in-house. I think that would be such a really cool concept. All right, we can't end without talking about your mom. How much do you think your mom has influenced you in your in your career aspirations? Honestly, my mom is like all of my aspirations. She's such like a self-made person that it is so inspiring to see like the real empire that she's created for herself. Um, I always get the question like, or like, do you want to like take over the company? And I I really like don't know like I she has made it like such like an iconic thing, like where I can't see myself like filling in like her footsteps, but she has really influenced the way that I've like become so dynamic with marketing. Like the way that my mom has, my mom was one of the first agencies, Gail Branding, I would say to really mix marketing, PR and like digital communications and package it all at once. Like when she told me like, it's so cool that when I'm in school, like I have like the freedom to like really handpick like what I'm taking and like influence like my future so directly. And 
back then it was like, you're a PR person, you're a marketing person, or like you're a business person and like, that's it. So like to see how she really made everything so fluid and like how she like went, she's in like seen so many changes. So like right now, like I'll be, you know, editing a photo on Photoshop. And she's like, oh, like back in the day, like we were cutting things out, pasting them on these boards. Like we were going to the printers, like hand selecting our font, like drawing it ourselves. And I'm just like in awe, like watching how quickly like her and her agency has adapted is like unreal. And I just like hope that I can be so adaptive, like in the future and just roll with all of the changes that we're getting because it's hitting us so quickly. Unbelievable. That pre-internet stage, Zara, I can remember cutting out photos as well and putting them I can't, on a page. I can't imagine it. I literally <laughs> cannot imagine it, but yeah. and, it's and, unreal. And putting in, you know, what you typed into a machine so it would send out the, uh, in the correct typeface, but then you would have to put that on the page as well. Yeah, we, my generation doesn't know how good we have it. We, no. we really don't. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be able to understand because I can do basically everything on my phone yeah so it's crazy or on just a laptop. like that yeah insane yeah. yeah all right i want to thank zara zegerman for joining us on uncommon grounds uh this has been great thanks for catching up with us thank you so much for having me That was Chris Rausch interviewing Zara Zegerman, a senior studying advertising and integrated communications. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Sydney Bruner, a third-year public relations major and student athlete for Quinnipiac softball team. And in a world that's shifting under our feet faster than any other era in a lifetime, information and media access are critical. So stay connected, my friends, and we'll catch you next time.